Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging Respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
the reading and all line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. That's right, folks. Uh, fixed rumble that's uh, given the dog motivation. Two streams in a day, and uh, I think we have to uh, step up, we say, our efforts because uh, things are changing very, very rapidly on the, uh, call it the culture war fight, for want of a better expression. But um, in, the, in the earlier stream, uh, Nick dropped a. It wasn't it wasn't the actual tweet, but it was a picture of the tweet. RFK Jr. steps in to the HIV lab origin debate. Now I'm gonna get Nick I want uh his opinions. Um I think this must be a red letter day for um for him, particularly after the uh, years of struggle and effort that he's put in. So just to Move us along. Uh, let me just remind everyone. Uh, this is meme of the week. Become unsiopable. Uh, the and a bunker is the place to be. We sort through the uh, the digital trash to get to the nuggets, the ground truth of what it is that we're dealing with. And I remind everyone. Ah, uh, you know who I am. I'll skip that. Most more, more importantly. Uh, McCann, dojo.com 
that's where you go if you want to support this work. You want to keep bringing this uh, this information. This uh, tip of the spear, edge of the knife. We are at the tip of the spear, and um, we may be small, but we are effective, and I can see us dragging the conversation in our direction. And when we're doing that, we're going to get them in, and we're going to choke them out. And, uh, of course, you can Patreon. Uh, hit that WTYL.dive forward slash tip jar uh, or fauci.monster that will take you to our payment processing page remind everyone that that now is paypal enabled uh you can send it straight from paypal which is nice or you can use your usury uh credit cards and uh Yes, send shekels that way. Please, please do. It keeps me in the fight. You have no idea how important it is. And uh, let's do one more thing, of course. Remind everyone that you can... Well, a lot of the support goes into maintaining the fact that we can keep independent platforms. I think they're going to become more and more important. Um, it's it's not tax evading bleak day. That's tomorrow. And uh, with that, I'm going to uh, let's get Nick on the blower and um, see. I'm, I'm very, very interested to see what he has to say. And uh, maybe I'll just do this, 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 and go to large camera. You'll have to you'll have to put up with my face as Nick obviously likes to keep a low profile but let me in the call it's ringing i can see him answering uh nick nick potofsky i have to apologize for spelling your pseudonym wrong uh in the in the title can you hear me you sound a little on the, you're a little on the quiet side bro Uh, it, your hmm. uh, I, I can well, fix let me... it. I can fix it real quick. Sound check now. Okay, testing one two three. Testing yeah, testing one that, two three. That, that's it. Perfect. Nothing is stable. Okay. Uh, I, I blame that tax evader. <laughs> it's yeah, only your un, your unpaid tax evader. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. He gets paid. <laughs> Don't worry. Yes. Uh, well, good day, but, sir. Uh, good day to you. And uh, I was saying, must be a bit of a red letter day for you. Um, something out. Of I'm not blue. quite sure what to do. I yeah. I just I just made a, a meme yesterday about special virus cancer program and added in some of those. Uh, agencies that were part of the mix and people are enjoying that and then the next thing i know i couldn't believe my eyes i was on tuesday afternoon i was on uh the stream with rfk and dr tenpenny and sayers e and all kinds of of uh health freedom advocates were there and uh they weren't too hard on him in my opinion it, they so there was a lot of love you know a lot of uh, virtue signaling towards him as you're my candidate 
Um, and then there were some people who, that that threw him some tough questions. I think Dr. Tenpenny questioned him about vaccines and his his changing positions, his juxtaposition with his wife, things like that. And the next thing I know, he is uh, uh, delivering a, a, <laughs> a stream of consciousness about the dangers in uh, the military and the health agencies being intermingled and then goes into a litany of historical events. And before I know it, he said that likely HIV and uh, the Spanish flu were, he said, the result of, I think, the result of work in vaccines. He didn't say they were deliberate bioweapons. But boy, compared to his book, in which he cites Peter Duisburg 228 times, um, it's a sea change. What did you take away from it? Well, to to tell the truth, um, I, I'm in, in the last few weeks. I'm sort of in, in disbelief at how the uh, the conversation is going in the public domain. I'm I I didn't think we would see and hear what we are hearing, and look, <laughs> no one's perfect. In all these presidential candidates, but when I sit down to listen to RFK Jr. and like I say, I apologise for I made the assumption that he was a warhawk because um, there was a clipped speech of him talking about his son being part of a volunteer force in Ukraine, and I thought, oh God, here we go, uh, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, but. As as I saw longer speeches, um, you know, he expresses quite eloquently the the issues surrounding Ukraine. Um, I'm from a science perspective. What he's saying about vaccines, and I would I would urge caution for all people to make sweeping statements one way or the other. Right, that. Um, Vaccines, vaccines are the devil's. <laughs> I was going to make a crude joke, but um, they're the they're the devil's work, and nothing good comes of them. I don't I don't think that's a reasonable scientific position to hold. But neither is it a reasonable scientific position to hold that they are harmless in their Im impact on the population. There are people that do get hurt by them and i have to say that looking into and I, i've been aware of the vaccine issue because i was working on Tourette's for a long time and um it, it's a sort of uh how should we say it, it it's a discussion that's had at the meetings um when everyone's uh uh, a little bit inebriated, etc., and um, you know anything that causes uh, sweat or inflammation in the brain can cause all types of uh, issues. And combine that with um, exposure to pathogens in the environment, it's something that in my field we were uh, we were highly conscious of. And there has to be a nuanced discussion. And the simple fact is there needs to be placebo-controlled trials 
not just of one vaccine in a small cohort of monkeys. You need something that is encompassing in its testing, which means every test subject, you do the whole, the whole program in these uh, test subjects to look for, prog for, look for problems. And he's, I, I, I've looked into it, he's right that those placebo-controlled trials have not been done. And that's level one with RFK, right? That's, that's where he seems to get a lot of pushback. But this stepping into the HIV origin debate was, again, one of these bolts out the blue along there with him talking about race-based biowarfare a week or two ago. I mean, I, I, I couldn't ask for more in terms of bringing relevant subjects into the public discussion. Now, you've made a point that he's referenced, and I know he's a... Peter Duisberg is obviously someone who you have issues with, but mildly. Um, why do you think that there has been this turnaround in, in his views? Any, any ideas? Was that, um, did that come out in the space that you were in where he was talking? Uh, I can tell you what I interpret. Um, I haven't had any direct contact with him. Finally, though, I have had contact with Children's Health Defense. And just suddenly, out of the blue, about two weeks ago, uh, someone from CHD started responding back and went into a direct message thread with me about the research. Interesting. And I emphasized that I was particularly interested in Mr. Kennedy's comments from summer of 2021 when he discussed taking down Merck. He said, I'm going to destroy Merck. And the crowd roared. It was a church, uh, you know, like a health freedom tour. And he was there uh, with Dr. Mikevitz on the stage. And so we'll see if they're able to attend this Sunday. I'm going to conduct um, a, you know, basically a 100 level uh, HIV lab origin session on Zoom. So it's not it's again, I'll put the I'll put the information available to anyone that wants to attend. Um, last time I had a, a pretty large Zoom and I had some folks jump on who polluted it and I had left the controls open and they started fiddling with, uh, you know, shared white screen. They started doing graffiti on the on the slide, stuff like that. So uh, I learned my lessons, you know, as you and I both with the this, this tech hosting thing. Um, but I think there's going to be a pretty large group there. And I, I hope that CHD can attend. I don't anticipate that he will be there. I put out an open invitation to he, Joe Rogan, and the uh, Rolling Stone author who, who wrote that hit piece on him. Um, and I, you know, I just gave a very brief introduction, like three tweets. And I said, please join us and we'll talk through it. Um, lots of other people are interested in it. I haven't seen anything back from any of them. So we'll see how it goes on Sunday. 
but, but I'm Sunday. Will that be? Perhaps I can. Uh, it Custis. might be middle of the night for you. It's uh, four p.m. Pacific. Uh, no, that's a morning. Me, I want to say so. Not out the realms of possibility that I could at least be streaming and be part of the Zoom invite. Sure. Um, yeah, I'll include you. But the and everybody in the raccoon bunker, I'll I'll make sure that you have the invite. Um, I think it was raccoons that messed with my stream last time, so <laughs> I I know I know there's some rascals, um, but. Uh, it was okay. I mean, we got it. We got it sorted out. And they dropped out of the. They dropped out of the Zoom as soon as I shut off the controls. So, anyway, we'll, right, we, tell me who they are, and uh, I'm, I'll make I, sure I, I mess with them. Well, they're allowed. Anybody when you go into Zoom is allowed to put whatever name you want. It's one of the things that I like about it is that I can remain anonymous. And they came in with some. I didn't even see who the name was, but from some of the the crap that they put up on the screen, it seemed very much like uh, raccoon uh, shenanigans. Uh, uh, but no, yeah, no thought... harm, no foul. Try and keep an eye on that, and. Um... Look. Yeah. Well, look at the things you put up with in the in the chat. Yeah. Um. Uh, how should we say? Lassi fair in. I I don't want to inhibit the conversation, right? I mean, some of it gets a bit inane, but the. You know, eventually, I just do think we do get gems and, um, interesting osin and. You know the, the simple fact is that. Um, meeting you has opened up this the dark the dark side of biological research that overlaps extensively with uh, the the COVID measures, and you did a very good job of convincing me that these were biowarfare programs and you know i i think maybe we could take a chance at this point just to just to help clarify that uh, that issue and go, going back into history because maybe maybe the intention wasn't biowarfare to begin with but because correct me if i'm wrong but because of the unintended side effects of the polio vaccines, the programs in Africa, they suddenly found that they were dealing with um, waves and outbreaks of disease that then peaked the interest of the bioweaponeers. Is that, is that a fair... Um, summary of of what happened um that is that is the concession that i ascribe to the history that i see uh it's a it's a it's a dark and dirty history as you've said it's it's not i mean there's there's nothing about it that's about the promotion of public health the eradication of disease uh reducing human suffering it's it's all quite the opposite particularly these low and slow the incapacitating category 
that isn't really incapacitating. There might be little to no immediate uh, disease state, but in many of them, there certainly is. And in, in, in many cases, like with SV40, the end state is fatal. You know, cancer, cancer isn't a cold. So as I go back in here, people call out, people are constantly, you know, you know me, I, I very easily go into those side passages on the rabbit hole. And as important as, as that is to map that stuff out, for someone that is just first trying to get their heads around it and approach it and say, is this even feasible? Um, can I accept this? Just get past their own confirmation bias. Um, it's, it's too much. You can't bring in so much. But the point is that people are pushing me to go back and look at the Rockefeller virus work. The rocket, this was Mark, you know, Mark Kulak originally called this out and Horowitz talks, talks about it. And I saw some of it, but I just didn't go that far back. Um, uh, I, I mean, uh, so you're talking about the uh, First World War, the, what did they call it? Shipping, shipping flu and um, many of the troops being stationed into Europe were given inoculations right a hepatitis uh, vaccine yes it was hepatitis back vaccine back then no excuse me excuse me it was yellow fever and they got hepatitis from the primate substrate and there's papers on it mark did a show on it i think uh, i think he did a whole show i know shout out to it. mark because i haven't um yep. seen him for a while um doing doing well um and the yes, he, he he did do very very thorough work, and you know another. Well, he pinned two things onto, or, or Rolling Stone pinned two derogatory um, statements onto RFK, which is one HIV having a lab origin uh the second being the um spanish flu could have been a consequence this is in the first world war of uh attempts made to limit the impact of shipping thousands of animals thousands of men that were basically rubbing shoulder to shoulder on cramped ships um, cramped ships a hundred years ago. I'm sure uh, HVAC was very, very low down uh, on the list of priorities. So there's there's two. It's a two pronged attack on RFK from that Rolling Stone article. I haven't read it. I've just looked at the tweet, but I know where mm -hmm. they're going with it. Um. Do do you think he's going to be able to carry carry that line of argumentation further, or is he going to be shut out institutionally because of the controversy of what it is that he's saying? Um, uh, I I think the first point that you raise is a risk, and uh, anybody that says anything against the medical institution, you know, the Rockefeller ivory tower, 
is at risk. They sick the AMA on you and the FDA. If you're trying to sell a product, God help you. You better not say that it actually does something for health because they will, you know, they'll try to sue you. Despite the fact that their pharma analogs are based on that same phytotherapy. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, an Ouroboros. But uh, I don't think he's a newcomer. Remember, he's been fighting pharma his whole career. He's not afraid of the big bad. Remember, his dad was assassinated. He's quite familiar with what a wet work is. He's he seems to understand um, that behind the curtain is some dark stuff. And I, I've been, I didn't go back and, and reread my tweets. I, I generally really try, except for my uncaffeinated uh, four in the morning tweets, I really try to think, mm, do I want, do, do I, will I want to come back and delete this tweet? Do I want to say this? I try to check myself. So as I've been communicating to different parties, uh, children's health defense comes to mind. In particular, I, I think I've maintained a very professional and an objective tone, not um, someone who does a screed with their caps locks on, right? I don't want to be that guy, even though for me, my PTSD and the fact how important and how germane the HIV and special virus cancer program evidence is to this era, I, you know, the, if you lose your mind, if you start screaming at the sky, the end is near, you know, if you, if you, if you clown yourself, like, unfortunately, I think um, a lot of people criticize Horowitz for, for moving to Big Island and wearing a tie-dye t-shirt and listening to, uh, to uh, these tones, these healing tones, they, they were like, oh, he's, you know, he's a joke now. Well, he had an entire career as a legitimate bench clinician and an investigator and an author. Um, so, you know, he, he can go to Big Island and try to be a hippie for a while to get over that if he wants. I don't hold that against him. You go back and you look at his science and his citations and the full text artifacts that he includes in his book. And uh, you don't need to worry about what kind of a tie-dye shirt he's wearing. You look at the evidence in the history and how it factors in. So coming back to Kennedy, yes, I think um, there's a risk of uh, immediately he's going to become a pariah. And what that will do, I think, is quite cunning. I think he wants that backlash. He wants to get attacked because it will allow him more visibility to raise the issues, which I think really the, the leading issues are vaccine safety today and the mRNA platform. That's, those are the priorities. Um, but it's going to give him in this geshraya, sorry for using Yiddish, um, uh, it's going to give I... him, oi, uh, it's going to give him the, uh, the amplitude. He just said on Tuesday night, I haven't been able to get the press to listen to me for 20 years. And right now I've got 800 pending press invites. So guess what? Mainstream press is going to be a dog um, farting in the tub and biting at the bubbles. Because, and I think you've all seen, you've. You you've just all, make that metaphor all, up. Is that, was that no, vernacular? No, <laughs> no, that is. That is an American phrase that I am happy to share with the world. Okay. Um, the mainstream, you heard it here. Nick said the mainstream media is going to be a dog farting in the tub, biting at the bubbles. Because 
their handlers are me are you know are the big big pharma they've never been allowed to criticize a vaccine since i don't know about the early 80s it seems is is the last time i saw critical you know donahue or or oprah or somebody trying to do a critical investigation 60 minutes comes to mind they maintained um for a long time more of a uh a criticism, a critical eye, true investigative uh, reporting. Uh, and I don't know necessarily that they always brought you the entire story and let you decide for yourself, but they would go in and ask difficult questions that were against the narrative. Um, but for a long time, there's, there's no, there's nothing. You turn on any of the major networks, you know this, we've talked about this, and, and the message is captured. It's captured because it's who pays their paycheck. If you go out against pharma on, if you, if you go off script, you're not going to have a job much longer. You're going to be broadcasting on YouTube next to Alex Jones. And, you know, on so WTYL I, with me or on WTYL. And by the way, your numbers are climbing. Your numbers are climbing. So now nah, um, you know what? The last few weeks they've, they've just dropped precipitously. I don't know why. Cause it's odd oh. because the, Discord activity is steady. The Twitter engagement is the same. I don't, and I, I, I'm hoping it was just technical problems putting people off. Just say I, I can't watch a stream where things are breaking all the time. I'm hopefully working back towards something more, more stable. Keep that tax evading blick away from my OBS. But the well, and I, I don't I don't like to give you notes on on live stream and you we've talked about your culture, you know, and the the seasoning, right? The spices and herbs that you put in your mix. Um, keep that in mind. I, I you well, know, I've I, toned I, it I, down. I, and uh, you have I, <laughs> you really have you really have. I'm just wondering if that's the problem. I need to step up the uh, the uh, aggro and the the. <laughs> Shitposting. Well, I'll I'll tell you, you need women alongside of you. You need uh, every person of every walk of life alongside of you, and in the mix of your opining about geopolitics, you're you know you're off putting to some of those groups sometimes. But but like you said, you're you're heading up. I think I think your quality and your professionalism is trending up. And I don't think there's anything I need to tell you about the bunker. That's your world. It's your space. And, I, you know, I won't police you there. I try to police people in the main chat sometimes. And, you know, we have little squabbles and I I'll just let it go. I'm like, this is their space. And, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, a right, stranger. Sound, I, I, I like the banter, Nick. And, yeah. um, you know, you are, uh, how should I say, a, a treasured member in there. <laughs> and um, if you if you want to lay down the law somewhat then um you've never seen me step in and if i have it's uh i can't think of any situations but i'm i'm sure i would have stepped in on your uh, on on your side um i i do think that you've you've brought so much critical information into i don't know i mean it was a uh, you know, I get it. I'm a niche corner of the internet, but I like to think that um, we we helped you sort of get get your message out to a few more people, and that helped uh, build a bit of 
critical mass for you. And um, the the simple fact is, is it, it it's such a dark moment of history in in human affairs, and we we need to we need to actually know what's going what what happened and you know it's it's very very obvious that the institutional science uh the I hate to use his name but the the fauci hotez nexus um have had a stranglehold and not just them the the generations before them as well and this is the well i you tell me, has there ever been such a, ch a chink in their armor where we've been able to get in a crowbar and you know, start leveraging on it to just try and break it open a bit more? Um, I, I don't know that there has. Um, I'm, I'm really... <sighs> It's a, it's a really, uh, what did, what did Alanis sing? A uh, bitter pill. It's a, it's very, very bitter in hearing people like Chris Newby come forward as a mom and talk about how a trip, a beautiful trip to an Island changed their health and changed the entire course of their lives. Um, and then that she gets ostracized and ridiculed and shut out in a lot of ways, uh, in her early efforts to promote her book, the documentary, things like that. Um, this weekend, I'm going to be joined on Sunday by a nurse from New York City. And I just found her in a space on Sunday. Uh, I had kind of a gut feeling that I needed to join this space. I go in there and there's this uh, New York accent, very, very Brooklyn or Manhattan accent. And she's talking about COVID and Tony Fauci and this and that. And then it comes out that she was a nurse back in New York City in 1979. So I start having a, a tweet thread with her and uh, we haven't stopped since. So she's going to be there. She saw the posters recruiting men into the NIAID hepatitis B study. She saw patients that got the jab, the three jabs, and then started presenting pneumocystis, Kaposi sarcoma, you name it, toxo. Uh, she was there and she is not a fan of the NIH. She's been a thorn in their side. So the point being is that uh, with Lyme, uh, with MECFS, uh, with anybody dealing with turbo cancer that could have been from a long term, almost even a lifelong latent SV40 infection. There's this whole gift bag of relevance about this, this era of science that we're going to be talking about uh, on Sunday. And it's, it's bringing a critical mass. You, you asked about chinks in the armor. Let's talk about a story that I heard as a child. Um, it's, a, it's a very brief little parable. Um, and it's, it's not even really a story. It's just sort of a description. And it's about um, a jeweler. And the jeweler wears, as you can all imagine, that great big magnifying glass on their eye. And they have a very special set of tools that they use when they're shaping and creating the new facets on a rough gem. They place this tiny, tiny little 
uh, uh, anvil, not an anvil, a, uh, a chisel. Uh, and we're talking, you know, literally almost microscopic, like a micro needle. And they place it very carefully, very mathematically. And then they have this tiny little hammer that looks like a dollhouse hammer. It doesn't look like a hammer. It looks like a joke. It looks like a, you know, like a toy. And they carefully, gently, without moving the chisel, tap, tap, tap. You don't think they're doing anything. It doesn't look like, I mean, I've watched video of this happening since I heard this story and they just do these gentle little just touches, tap, 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 and they tap almost a hundred times and nothing happens. Nothing falls off, nothing splits away. And then they get to that final tap and across the atomic plane of the crystal and matrix, a perfect new facet cleaves off and light goes into the gem. And, uh, you know, the person that used to tell that story is, is now gone. Uh, I heard it, you know, years and years and years ago as a kid. And it came back to me in this era as I'm thinking about the efforts of the whistleblowers. Leonard Horowitz wrote at the beginning of his book, This is for the Truth Tellers. I just posted um, his documentary in Lies We Trust. And he goes into all kinds of... Uh, counterintelligence, CIA, Hollywood, defense, propaganda, all kinds of relevant topics outside of just HIV in this work. But he dedicates the documentary and says, please make copies of it and spread it. Please make two copies and give them away. So he's the anti-grifter. And I think about other people like Chris Newby, and they're all, you know, tap, tap, tap. They're, they want this important truth to come forward, just like we've been doing with the COVID analysis and going further and further and further down to the atomic level, um, because it matters. Because it, you know, if there was nothing there, if there was no evidence, there'd be nothing to chase. But instead, we find evidence that then gets attacked by the institutional science and or just gets completely erased and retracted. Man, I, I want a catalog of every single paper that's been rejected by the journals. That's what I want to read. I want a book full of those to find out what science, you know, what were the criticisms and what kind of science or, or discoveries weren't allowed to come forward. But I, I think that we're in kind of a, a landslide moment. And I think that Kennedy bringing these things into the press, whether or not he wins, um, is really the victory that we were hoping for. I, I hope so. I, re I, I really do. And the look, I'll, I'll say this. I, I was having discussion on the other day. With, um, you know, he came from a very hostile copeland spaces but he he actually wanted to listen to the science and so i was able to sort of talk to him a little a little bit more um in a less confrontational manner um with dms and you can you can get through people if you're if you're prepared to spend the time and um work work through the the literature that we do have and um you know every every person that you can reach in that manner is uh, a win in my book and 
one of the things that I was saying to him was looking at sweeping terms, but terms of vaccine science, it's striking that there is not SIBO controlled studies. I mean, I, I get it, it's kind of difficult in a human context, but there's absolutely no reason why large-scale primate studies could not have been done. And the fact that they... And they could do it. It's, it's not like they don't have the resources. It's concerning to me. I, 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 I would... I don't think I would see such lax standards in my domain and discipline. I, I, I really don't. Yeah, somehow there's a, there's a free pass given and there's a, we say, there's a, there's, a, there's a reliance on epidemiological data that by its nature is always messy. And so, if one thing comes out of RFK stepping up to the plate that they do do these studies properly, then that, that's a win for the public. I think. I agree. I agree. And I, I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, I'm doing backflips. You said Red Letter Day. And I, you know, I've said before, just getting this information out doesn't heal everything. Doesn't bring any of my dead friends back. Um, it doesn't change what happened. But if if the injustice can be exposed in the sunlight and the vampires catch fire, that's some small measure of uh, a justice for for the fallen and a warning to the living. Don't let these vampires get together. Why would you let the Rockefeller Foundation, you know, influence so much of 20th century medicine? Why would you let the dish run away with the spoon? These are the reflective points that we're going to get to after however many people actually listen to Kennedy or any of the other, I'd say, much more qualified researchers like yourself, McKernan, you know, Johanna, Mark, anybody, you know, uh, Rixie, people that are deep, deep, deep in today's, you know, literally you're on the bleeding edge of analyses, sequencing, comparative analysis. And I, I think that I think that as we um, as more and more of this comes forward, it's going to be just as important to step back from our impulse to jump into the fray you know, to get down in the mud and fight with the pig because we think we can win. We're like, hey, I've got this pig today. You, you know, today's your day, pig. Guess what? We also need to maintain our clear and elevated perspective on psychological operations, influence, and coercion. We, we have to keep calling this out to people because we know from our playground days, if two kids start fighting, there's going to be a mob that gathers around them. Once in a while, there'll be someone behind that fight that got the one kid mad at the other kid or did it both ways, egged them both on just to make it happen. I've seen it happen in my life. We know what happens in war. 
let's have a war. You know, Kissinger went around the world saying, yeah, we need to maintain a number of small, you know, campfire wars to, to keep the industry warm. So, you know, I think, I think uh, yeah, that's, that's so one gross, thing I would say man. is keep, keep your eye. Well, well, and nuclear proliferation. It's why there's nukes in Europe. So um, go back and look, listen to Dr. Horowitz discuss because he really does a better job of opening it up to the historical context. It's not HIV, HIV in lies. We trust is a two and a half hour documentary. So you don't have to watch it. His style is a little more expose, but you can get the information if you just want to turn it on and listen to it in the background. Now I, I put up another clip in our live stream chat that I, I know we can't necessarily see up on the screen. Um, but I wanted to sort of unpack it for you and tell you sort of the context of what this is. Maybe I can bring it up on. Yeah, if you can even just open it and then share out your uh, your photo app, that's one way we could share it. Let's see, this is the formalin. Yes. So this is a, an email header that we'll be looking at in a moment here. And it was sent by Blaine Ellswood. Now, Blaine was an HIV AIDS activist in Los Angeles. And in my opinion, was absolutely um, earnest, trustworthy on the up and up. I saw Blaine's materials. Blaine has since died of AIDS. Um, but at this point in time, Remember the Rolling Stone and Tom Curtis's article had come out in, I think, about 93 or 92. I think it was 93 or 94, maybe like almost the mid 90s. And this called into question the whole Kaprowski, Wistar Institute, oral polio vaccine, Ed Hooper and the river. That that was really what that was kind of got got rolling. Um, then Horowitz publishes in 97, and his book really is the smoking gun, simply because of all of the full text uh, artifacts that he includes. There's nowhere to hide. There's no way to recharacterize or, or say, you know, he's misinterpreting that when you can see in their own words precisely what they intended to do and what they did in the laboratory. Um, and, and then we get to this point, and this email was between the HIV lab origin crew. These are the original lab origin warriors. I don't know all of them, but in the two line, this is what we're calling attention to. This is October 1999. Uh, there, the second address, there's Alan Cantwell's address from AOL. Following Alan is Billy Goldberg. Billy is a published AIDS activist who wrote uh, a book called, oh God, uh, the Anarchist Manifesto to Surviving HIV, I think is the title. That's as close as I can remember. I've got a copy. I've got the Anarchist it, Cookbook. Oh, nope, it's not that one. It's a it's a it's actually a holistic health guide. It's essentially alternative, it's an alternative therapy guide for surviving HIV. Um, there's Dr. Brian Martin from Australia. I don't know Dan Rutz. I haven't looked up every single one of these people because some of them I couldn't tell who they were. Uh, G, uh, G Odell, I don't know. Is Herv Doc, H E R V Doc on AOL. I need to find out who that is. That makes me think. There's John, there's John Cohen. Um, uh, let's see who else. Len Horowitz is down below. Uh, 
Mary Elizabeth. I need to look her up. I don't know who that is. Stanley Plotkin, S. Plotkin, second line to the bottom. Now, here's why we're looking at this, friends. As all of the Lab Origin crew were gathering, and by the way, this email was a very, very pointed scientific discussion about the fact that formalin does not inactivate HIV-1 in cell culture samples. So to try and say that hepatitis B vaccines were made safe with formalin, um, this is the science. They're unpacking the science very similar to Kevin's streams and all of these discussions we've been having in the last three years. So, go ahead. Just from a methodological uh, standpoint, having worked Mm -hmm. with formalin a lot, I find it difficult to believe that uh, anything survives formalin exposure. But um, I'll make the presumption that they're they're right here. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the concentrations are low the type of methodology that they're using but formalin's pretty potent stuff dude um okay so here's the here's my explanation uh derived from the literature from a from a couple of papers and i i you know you know me i've got millions of papers and if you want them i'll bring it up hiv can get inside of hepatitis b virus like a taxi cab melding of viruses it, it just spontaneously and the way you're making it sound that it's able to shield itself in the capsid of hepatitis. correct this is not a fusion you know a fusion experiment or a uh, an integration of two germs this is not hybridization this is literal opening the pores on the surface of the hepatitis in scale to the HIV RNA, it's huge. The RNA goes into the hepatitis as a passenger and can thereby survive formalin inactivation. Um, learn something new every day, I guess. Uh, well, I was about to make a submarine analogy, but I, I don't think that's <laughs> the timing is so good on that. Yeah, so, that, that, that was just distraction to keep the news cycle um, uh, pointed in one direction. There was there was so much that went down in that week. That, uh, oh yeah, chance to really sort of cover on stream. But you know, here's one that um, most people are not aware of. In in that same week, um, just go off on the tangent. Sorry, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried sure. had all his charges dropped against him and i saw that and look man that that they operate under a different rule set those people and that they know that they can just keep getting away with these types of ah, assaults on the citizenry and it's got to stop at some point and you know Digging out and uh, sorting out the at least at least the science we can we can go to the data and um, as I've been talking to you this evening, it's just sort of struck me that I wonder I wonder if we could 
replicate the whole process from the polio to the cancers to the using using their methodologies to see if we could create HIV or, or another form of HIV that that seems like a a, a a very very important experiment to do and I just well I I would say based on the literature and following very specifically Saul Spiegelman who died of a brief illness uh, that's that's one of those scientists whose uh, materials, whose collection is is partially locked for 50 years in the NLM library uh, and Robert Gallo. You we would really need to begin by locating a human patient who was presenting leukemia. And then we would have to have the good luck of isolating a primate leukemia virus off of the biopsy. That's where Gallo began. They didn't need, I mean, we, we, you and I have talked about the horrifying uh, medical primatology experiments, like direct, you know, a literal direct transfusion between a chimpanzee and a human patient. That one still blows my mind every time, bro. Well, did we ever read that paper all the way through? I, I know we've brought it up, and okay. but probably we get a few sentences in, and then <laughs> it's just a case of... Yeah, we'll start the discussion, and it, it, it's virtually impossible to to cover everything because it's so so scientifically shocking. But maybe um, maybe we don't have to do those first steps because we've got an idea of what the viruses are that were involved. And yeah, but I'm I'm saying SIV was a known veterinarian contaminant for years. This comes from a professor at Stanford who, you know, who told me in no uncertain terms, look, SIV was known for a long time. And yes, it didn't cause problems in the hearth animal. But as soon as somebody throws their poop into someone else's cage, right, if you don't have the right kinds of uh, cordon in, in your housing, and and sanitation and barriers then you can get an endemic outbreak in another species so you know going to a chimpanzee that has siv is not really the place to start it's not where the the svcp started they started by saying why is there this huge wave of human cancers and studying the biopsies from those just like they did with those african children whose biopsies were sent all the way to the uk and to the us the stream I did yesterday um, has been a recent paper where they've IV injected Pfizer and they get a, well, <laughs> we can call it a turbo cancer. And oh, maybe I have it on the page right now. Um, I think I put in some, like I always do, SV40 tweets uh, in the stream. So, yes, I, I caught part of that, I believe. I had to go uh, take a call, but, um, yeah, I was, I was there. And I, and I caught uh, most of your conversations with Charles over the last few days. And, you know, we're little, little drops of information are coming out. But, it, again, we're dealing with these... 
very I don't want to say super well coordinated because I know I know there's stuff in the pipeline right now which blows one of those little networks uh, we've already dismantled them somewhat but we'll um it, it, it's a coup de gras with respect to the type of people involved and let me let me just uh let me just say this uh you won't be you won't be surprised at what we've found about one of these main people holding these twitter spaces there's they hold a very should i put predictable line with respect to behaviors that well, essentially, that they've been criminally charged for, and it 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 it'll come out in the next couple of days. And um, you know, it's I I always say um, fight on every front that you can. And a lot of a lot of people have said to me, "Ah, oh, you know, you're wasting time, sort of going after these networks, etc." But people people are putting the time and effort in and literally it pays results it may be hard work but you you do get to a point where you can neutralize these people and take them out the conversation and i think that's i think that's a good thing and it it, it operates on all scales whether it's small twitter skirmishes to the bigger picture that we have right now with RFK stepping into the the ring and he, he's not um he's not holding back in in his statements HIV has a lab origin this is and Judy Mikevitz said it that clearly uh more more clearly uh in May I've got a clip up on WT uh, WTYL, and she's she's just she takes she takes credit for it. She said, as a result of my PhD research, you know, she kind of takes ownership of it. But, uh, come on, Kevin, what what scientist with a microphone doesn't do that? Yeah. Well, well with the exception, present present company ex accepted, of course. Yeah, you know, if it was my field, look, I even stuff around SARS when people start talking about brain invasiveness and. Uh, I amyloids and prions and what have you i you know there's a twinge in me that says i was uh i was the one showing mm -hmm. from the and you know it's something yes it's it's a hard reflex to keep in check but i i try to look at it as it's not about me and um trying to cover myself in scientific accolades or glory it's about getting information out into as wider networks as possible and you know, yes i'm I, i'm finding myself well pin, you know pinching myself is is this real because you know we had the stream the other day where um rfk i don't i don't know why it hasn't got more coverage with uh greta 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 Thunberg? No, Greta Van oh. Susteren. Yes, Van Susteren. Yes. yes. And um, 
Oh, right. Isn't she a weffer, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Um, Raccoons, is Greta Van Sestren um, uh, a member of World Economic Forum? Please, somebody please check that. Uh, yeah, please do. But it, it, in that conversation, he, he spelled it out, and it took him 30 seconds that we're in this age where state actors, and not just state actors, and you know, he pointed the finger at China, but he was quick to add that we're doing the same as well. Yes. Are engaging in research that falls directly into the domain of um, race-based biowarfare. Charles said it very eloquently the other day when we were streaming that um, that the reason that we were pouring money into Ukraine labs was to narrow down and tune biowarfare agents against Russians. Yes, and I followed all of the specific uh, details about uh, collecting Russian DNA as the source for those experiments, which, which is, RFK it, mentioned. Know, he, he he straight yep. up talked about it. I mean, you can find yep. the 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 documents they're not hard to find um and i, I don't know you could argue that it, it's my particular hobby horse particularly after the fight and struggles over over the last three years but i do see it as the preeminent discussion and topic and such an as scientologist can't find wef well, thank you, Comfortably Numb. Uh, it's good to know. But... There's several in the CNN group that I have looked up intermittently, and there's so many people in the WEF. I've, I've, aside from, you know, the big governors, the president, the premier of Canada, things like that, um, I, I, I've lost track of, of every single semi-celebrity out there that's in the WEF. But there's a whole lot, and I just count them really as kind of the new Mockingbird, they're Mockingbird Nouveau. Mm. Uh, and they uh, certainly, I don't think, would recognize or relate to that language or that era, which isn't even that long ago. You know, Mockingbird was busted in the 90s. Um, and they said, oh, you caught us again. Okay, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna spy on US citizens. We're not gonna influence US media. And they went right back to it. But now it's through this, Great Reset, um, you know, World Economic Forum, their huge, gigantic plan for every single aspect of everything that we do and say and breathe. That's really what the hymnal is now. That's what they want these kids to be singing off of. And when I've confronted people about WEF membership, generally the conversation evaporates. I heard one person from Canada, it was a professor from Canada, uh, someone from Toronto come back and say, oh, you know, the WEF is just one of hundreds of private clubs. Well, and I'm um, like, wow. there's, some, there's some truth to that. I don't, look, the World Economic well, Forum is a very public one. Um, it's been in operation for many, many decades. And, you know, with hindsight now, we can see that they had a very um, determined program to bring in individuals to their to their club, um, but I, it would be naive 
to think that they're that they're the only power power groups out there that are trying to push a particular agenda and you know and again i i I have to give you props and credit just for being able to tie in you know the modern incarnation of eugenics into this conversation those documents are real the club of rome is real uh the un Limits to growth, uh, yeah, the population conference, NSM 200, uh, the, uh, what is it, the, the global report to the president, 2000, which they gave to Jimmy Carter. Uh, someone just, the, this nurse, uh, the, amazing, the amazing nurse from New York pointed out, uh, or so, no, actually, no, excuse me, it was, I think it was a raccoon, on, but on Twitter, they pointed out that NSSM 200 actually went through an iteration uh, it got handed from the Nixon, well, you, we all know how the Nixon administration ended, but then got handed to the Ford administration. They made some tweaks to it. You know, they did a makeover and it became national and foreign policy in 1975. It became formally enacted. So I need to go back and read that version of it. It doesn't matter because for me, the vectors that I I trace it to come back to their language at the beginning. There, there's no you don't need a decoder ring or a magic eight ball to to figure this out. They said they want fewer babies, so I'm looking at all of the vectors and the influences on reprotoxicity. They said they wanted increased mortalities, so I'm looking at um, these synergistic and lentivirus and long viruses that come back to pay off the cancer industry once they get cancer in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, and other, other communicable disorders that it appears at least the American Medical Association and the FDA never allow the public to see, like the, uh, the ulcer, the H. pylori ulcer issue that went on for years. And it's like that, there's, there's no better case study of the public needing a cure and there being a one-time treatment to resolve a serious medical condition. But public health entities and the AMA defend the purple pill industry and try to suppress that Australian doctor. We need to get him on the street. Uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with his um, story and uh, H, the H. pylori um, yeah. contribution to acid reflux and general digestive dysbiosis um but look I, c I can tell you from my own experience i've i've had acid reflux since i was 18. they tested me for h pylori it was negative um so i i take those pills it's oh yeah, I started having that too about the same time. What about what year did that kick in for you? Yeah, I want to say about 18, 19. Um I just found Okay, so 1995? Yeah, about then, yeah. Okay. Uh, so right about the time that there were serious changes and modifications to the food supply, Kevin, as they were beginning to include a whole lot of spray that wasn't allowed on the food before. Um, it wasn't quite yet sprayed on everything. 
Um, but I know that the UK has been just as toxic. You know, they, they were lockstep with the US agencies on um, uh, controlling and capturing world food production down to the seeds, including the creation of Terminator seeds, yeah. which cannot reproduce. You, you have to buy them and, they, and the plant does not create the next generation of progeny. You have to go back and buy seeds again. Well, you know, that was well, really what they were driving creation, for. man. That's yes. that's um, sick thinking, corporate thinking, right? That that that's a goal that we should go for. Yes. No, it's 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 shiny boot thinking, Kevin, because it was Monsanto, which is a piece of IG Farben, who paid uh, Arthur Anderson, the consulting firm, in the late '90s. They said. We want a plan to take over all food on the planet, every aspect of it, production, genetics, um, pat per certainly patents through all of that and all of the machinery and chemistry. It's called vertical alignment. And Arthur Anderson drew them up a plan to take over the fucking world's food supply, and they've been executing it ever since. Yeah. So, you know, Straight we can pull back the curtain. Moment. Yes. Yes. That clip. Yeah. Project Project Famine, <laughs> just uh, and you know this is uh, you know when Charles arrived in Japan and you know one of the obviously striking differences and it it, it is striking nowadays because I was in the U.S. not so long ago, just a couple of months ago. Um, we have an obesity problem severe obesity problem in the west and mm -hmm. you have to you have to wonder why why that happened look it, it's just look at footage from the 60s and 70s and um oh yeah back, back then they ate lard and blood sausage and <laughs> all the things all the things that they told you were were bad for you and uh they looked they looked uh, okay. Look, I, I, I remember some, what do we say? Mm, yeah, fatty bum bums. Um, but you know, you know what, what the killer was for them? <laughs> boozing. Really? Yeah, it was boozing that, that did them, right? So drink a lot, um, fatty foods, and, and of course... It was always called a beer belly. Back in the day, it was never yeah. called, you know, well, in the U.S., it, that was the original. And, and the morphology of a slightly overweight guy was just that, a pooch, not, you know, back flaps and, and uh, you know, chunks and cankles and all of that, just a beer belly. That was it, a pot belly. And, yeah, it was it could be related to the beer. Yeah, yeah. Back then, of course. Uh, smoking was just so ubiquitous. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I remember being in the family car in the back and, you know, both my mother and father would be smoking in the front front seats. <laughs> just, just a crack in the window. And Please, this, the doctor had one hanging out of his mouth when he was delivering you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> when I started. The 1950s in everything in 1950s footage they start the scene by you know the person does their entrance they say hello they establish and they both light up you know that's that's everything yeah there you go i hear you 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have to medicate myself here. Yeah, um. Yeah. So okay. So we we do need to go back and and take apart as coming back to depopulation and globalists. We need to go back and look at food as a topic. Let's not intermix it with anything else. Let's give it its own fair shake. Um, because I think that's where there's a lot of people in the raccoon bunker that probably have a lot of good stories about transforming their health and their diet. Um, and we can get into hard science. We don't have to, it's not, you know, hand waving. We can, we can look at correlations of particular issues in human disease and trends, look at the disease mechanics that have since been established and confirmed in the lab, um, as far as glyphosate, uh, single and double DNA strand breaking, uh, you name it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it, by the way, it's, I think it's the root of the trans mania, not the, not the existence of the hermaphroditic being, which have existed since we've had history and the occasional person who literally is born in the wrong gender, but this seemingly, you know, this Alex Jones, you know, gay frog thing that's been happening in the last 10, 15 years. Um, I think we need to look hard at the endocrine disruption function. I've got hundreds, if not thousands of papers just on that. And we can go and take a look at it. Yeah. Um, but uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm happy to. And um, the, um, you know, the, the health is a multifactorial uh, it is. I would say problem. Uh, it, it's it's something that you have to work at constantly, and um, you know we've riddled ourselves with individuals who are riding a train that's been turbocharged with perverse incentives. Um, I, I, you know, I'm. Obviously, the solution to that is buy local, etc. But Look, I, I'm in a position where I, I can't afford to do that. I, we're buying supermarket brand um, booze and what have you. and the Yeah, but Charles was telling me how cheap it is to live in Japan. I just heard that two days ago. Yeah, but um, salaries are low in Japan. Right? Ah, okay. So, Thank so you. Th that's, uh, that's the sort of counterpoint to that. But... Um, Okay, and while you're doing doing that, I just want to put a bow on that clip that I posted before. The reason we were looking at that was to show uh, just a little sort of looking in, you know, looking in, pressing our face up against the glass of history and looking in at another group of people just like us today who were fighting to get legitimate and important science out to the world. And they were facing a very effective counterintelligence effort. Uh, you didn't hear anything convincing back in the day about this, did you? I mean, did you, before you met me and Mark, did you really, really think that HIV came out of a lab? I mean, I, I heard about it and um, it just, it didn't cross my radar that much that I, I, I looked into it in great detail i i will yeah. admit that i i heard more from peter duesberg than anything else and you know we've had this conversation and i i concede that his, his points 
when you drill down into them. Um, they they don't make sense with the pathology of the disease that's being presented. And you know, the simple fact is that there are there are tons of people um, huffing poppers right now. <laughs> you know, they they they're not developing um, HIV uh, AIDS and. The, I guess the I guess the piece that I was missing was, you know, the part that that you have described so well, which is that what they made out to be a sort of altruistic uh, move towards mankind, where they said that they weren't going to be doing biological warfare research, and that that was just a shell game for the public and they it was just carried on in a more covert manner because they wanted the agents to be covert and i think i think that's what we're dealing with right now and the you know looking back at the history it's it's very obvious that you know rather than concentrating everything around Fort Detrick or Dugway they just seeded everything into academia and whether for good or for bad, the molecular tools started to really um, improve with respect to the precision and the manipulations that they could make. And that inexorably has led to what we're seeing today, which is SARS. And I'm it's difficult for me to argue against the homology between the HIV segments that we're seeing, uh, particularly when they're coming from three different strains of HIV. And, you know, it's... Could we avoid it? Could we have avoided getting to this um, this point in time? Had we done something different 40, 50 years ago? I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I would just say this. Um, we, have to, we have to be very, very self-critical in what we allowed to happen and are still allowing to happen with these virologists which continue to spin... Um, of just outright fabrications. I don't know if you saw the stream I did with Charles where we were just looking at this week in virology and every, every word out of their mouth, every sentence, every statement could be broken down and shown to be a lie, deflection or obfuscation. And I made it through most of that stream, and uh, yes, you guys just kept slipping in the mud because it was grotesque. Um, but I, what I, what I took away because I've seen, you know, the event two hundred one um, is an is a is a very important historical example that can be compared, and it's about the mechanics that you really were focused on, and that was look how coordinated they are, look how well rehearsed it is. Um, and your comment 
really stuck with me about every word, just like a paper, just like preparing to publish is so carefully um, considered and placed. Um, and they try to deal with it in a light conversation as though they're having this extemporaneous exchange. But as we know, it's a dance, you know, it's, it's the, it's the maypole dance. So. Yeah. A, a maypole dance with uh, four individuals who the, the body language was <laughs> laughable, right? That you could, you, you could see that, um, I don't think that they were very comfortable with what they were saying. They know that they were, um, again, spit, uh, spinning narratives, etc. And you know, the, the the simple fact is that I can go dropping in though the conversations that we do have with these, uh, call them zunati for want of a better expression, but um, before we used to get pushback. Not anymore. They essentially they'll just speak to each other, but they're they're literally in. Well, they're hunkering down and hoping that this this storm goes away and they can go back to business as usual. We have to make sure that 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 doesn't happen. Um, you know, there's a important meeting coming up, a congressional meeting where. Robert Gary and it appears Christian Anderson uh, have been subpoenaed to appear before these meetings. Um, I really, I really, really hope that. Uh, and I, you know, secondhand information, obviously through Charles, but um, the the lawyer who's preparing the questions and he's getting he's getting advice from Charles. Um, can can hold their feet to the fire in, in in this respect, and if we if we crack that, and with RFK publicly bringing into the discussion HIV lab origin, race based bio warfare, then you know a, a year ago. I don't. Th th do you think we would have been having this conversation? Well, I remember just bringing wheelbarrows full of black pills to your front door and dumping them, and you opening the door and saying, "What the fuck is all of this? Why, why, why are we going darker? It's getting darker." Nick, what are you doing? Um, and you know, and. I, I, I'm trying to eke out what was my role here. And I'm really, it was tour guide. It's just, I understood the, the, the layout of the trails, you know, like we're in a big national park and I know it, I'm familiar with where the rock slides are, where the mud pits are, where the snakes are. And I was so anxious to bring everybody through it. Um, it's, it's important. And, and at the same time, challenging for me to internalize how, painful and distasteful and disheartening and difficult this stuff is because I don't know how much of it people do or don't already have exposure to. So for me, uh, you know, I'm like, well, there's a volcano. Yeah. There's some people being tortured. Oh yeah. There's another atrocity and people are, I turn around and the tour group is back. Many of them stuck in shock at the first atrocity. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's why I kept saying we have to break these things down into um, individual events 
to give, uh, literally to give spiritual or personal or historical uh, relevance and honor to what happened and who was responsible and who was affected. Uh, and we have to think, step up from that, which is tactical. We have to then shift up to strategic and look at it in a systems thinking level. And, and we have, we've done it. We've gotten excellent um, specific subject matter experts. Uh, we've gotten people with career history inside the danger zone, inside biodefense to speak about what really happened and what was occurring in actual versus on paper and to the PR. Um, and all of that, we need to continue to go back and make sure we haven't lost anything off the cart, you know, bring out your dead and get all the bodies and then lay them out very, very um, poignantly, poetically, uh, and let the people walk by and let people, once it's then all, all organized and sorted, we have to say, look, we, we, can, we can explain how these influences crept in and took over um, all of our governments. We can certainly lay blame uh, or culpability on the major players and, and make sure that certain entities take ownership. Um, we can show you where in medicine, public health, and biodefense, that, that Venn diagram, these things spilled over into one another and gave rise to other things. Um, and, and unfortunately, were found to be quite delicious by these insatiable globalists that are now trying to have a coming out of the closet party and pretend that it's about trans rights. It's like, no, it's not. Put put our flag down, please. We didn't invite you into our community. Um, we certainly have been fighting for people who are, you know, if you're concerned about my position on this, friends, we've been fighting the pedophile community. They used to be called NAMBLA. I, I don't know what organizations are called today, and I don't want to. But we've been keeping them out of pride since there was pride. So to have that suddenly creep in through uh, United Nations educational material and World Health Organization policy try to sneak in that children can be sexualized and should be and a whole plan on how to do it when we know the crimes that we're chasing after here. I'm on the side of the parents, friends. And, you know, I know that we have to have we have a whole lot more to deal with on the LGBT issue. But um, I'm right there with you and I'm not waving a trans flag about this. I care about people that are legitimately trans, but I think there's a big scientific issue that we could turn around with diet and other approaches that would make a big difference for a lot of those people. So, sorry, I've been going to have up my, up my soapbox now. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's an important and germane topic at the moment because, look, you can't have these groups going around and um, having uh, choir groups and demonstrations on streets saying you're coming for children. That's very, very dangerous territory to be um, stepping into because there, there will be there will be pushback. I'm sure of it, and the. Some, somehow they've realized that they can weaponize this. And I, f I forgot what I was reading it. 
this evening. Uh, you know what it was? It was a Guardian article where they were just. And look, it's it's a different side, a different facet of the woke uh, agenda. But they were talking essentially about uh, and anti-racism and you know what's what's the best strategy. But there was a a paragraph in there where they're talking about you know um, what's his name. Uh, Larry Fink, and mm -hmm. how these programs have been injected into the corporate structure such that in, I want to say it was just last year, there were $4.2 billion in bonuses paid for the managerial class reaching these diversity targets. And so that, in my mind, it, it opens the door to these um, more militant and activist type groups. Um, so, I, you know, there's multiple problems here to deal with with respect to ESG quotas and how cor mm -hmm. corporate world is um, doing its best to mold and shape our future um you know t the the tranny thing is a well it's just a highly visible one right now because the the behavior is so so extreme relative to you know the the median human behavior that we that we allow on the streets but you know we've gone from you know, I'm thinking back to my years in San Francisco and, um, you know, San Francisco was the only city that would have uh, a Folsom Street party. And um, for those that don't know what that is, just Google it and uh, make sure you've got eye bleach handy. But I, I would have never have thought that it could have spread so rapidly the way that it has done and not only that but taken the obscene step to move it into childhood education and it's entirely a western issue it's not happening where i live here and you know what i see i see the majority of the kids growing up Looking pretty normal, right? You know, there's the there's the odd um, there's gays everywhere, right? You know, I don't we it's it is part of the human condition, but they're not they're not um, they're not eulogised and they're not used as a crowbar for social issues. In Japan, it's far, it's far, far more conservative here. And Charles was saying that, um, what the words they used it was, it, it was an epiphany. I think he said some, some, something like that. That um, all, all the crazy shit that is being the West is being subjected to. It ain't, it ain't a thing here. It ain't a thing in China. <laughs> anywhere in Asia, they're just far more grounded and based. Yet somehow, somehow the West seems to be 
held hostage. And the simple fact is, if there's $4.2 billion in bonuses being fed to these um, well, diversity and uh, inclusion mm-hmm. warriors, for want of a better um, term, that the problem will continue. And I, I, I don't know how many generations it will take to, um, to reverse that. Um, can, we, can we get in touch with someone? Uh, by the way, can you hear me again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got severed from you for a couple minutes there. Uh, Sorry. Can, it, no, I, I don't know. It was probably something on the Discord platform because it just suddenly cut you off and, uh, and it brought me back. Um, I'm wondering if we have anyone who's at the corporate level who is actively having to manage ESG in their hiring practices. They've been trained on it. They can get their hands on actual internal materials from a company. I don't think it's going to be uh, an international or a global standard. I think it will be something written by that company as an interpretation of, of uh, seed material that they get. Um, but is that worth looking at? so that we can really unpack uh, what our company's up against, because I think there's pressures in some dimensions of this. There's sanctions or essentially like they're putting companies in a social scoring network yes. before the citizens have to accept it. It's like the Chinese social network system. So yeah. uh, very much Credit so. Score. And uh, I, I would add to that, that any documentation that you could get Look, they don't hide it, right? It's just a case of uh, yeah. building up the wheel to go digging through it. And, you know, you can see you can see on Twitter when they are posting this kind of stuff that, yeah, there is a big response. And I'm... Well, it, it, would, be, it would be naive and short-sighted to it to ignore what's happening it, it it doesn't it doesn't look normal it it is a i i would just class it as a weaponized form of mental illness um but you know i got a i don't know when i saw it i think it was on the the discord let me just see if i can um uh, think real quick and I'll bring it up but it's I was going to save it for the stream tomorrow but it seems very germane to the discussion today so let me let me do this and I'll share the screen All right, so I don't know what total news is, but um, <laughs> this is this is how far the insanity. Ah, ah. <laughs> you had enough. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, whoever that is, I'm gonna have to log in to uh, buy me a coffee. But whoever bought me a coffee, thank you, thank you, thank you, much, much appreciated. Uh, so let me. <laughs> this is just insane. It's just a it's just a few short short paragraphs. The Cervical Cancer Foundation has been criticized for recommending calling the vagina a bonus hole. 
<laughs> red alert you've been you've been nudged red alert red right. alert incoming raw material meme attack incoming whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah i'm sorry but bonus hole is my favorite phrase <laughs> of 2023 so far you just you just won the jackpot thank you thank you but, but the reason they're doing it right it is so as not to offend transgender people now but I thought everybody that does the transition, that does the physical surgery, gets the bonus hole. Yeah, if but they go, don't get cervical go... cancer, dude. Right. No, you're right. <laughs> there, are, there are some things that are diseases for the double X chromosomes, and there are some that are specific to XY chromosomes. And this unraveling of base reality and... You know, I hate to I hate to pull sort of Pappy Putin into the discussion, but the simple fact is, he he's made a very multiple eloquent speeches as to how that type of warping of reality was part of the Bolshevik revolution that they were going to form a new consciousness within the people, and you know, obviously it was. Um, fixated on on different social issues, but um, there he's been very clear that they recognise this trajectory that's um, that we've been put on. Now, you know, you could yeah, there's an argument to be made that uh, uh, the uh, ex KGB agent he's talking Putin? about no 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 it's in the 80s in the 80s there was a, he was like oh. a defector um oh i'm i might be uh uh gestalting the interview that you're you're talking about and he's describing winning the war without firing a shot you know the yeah active war measures, of the mind active mm -hmm. measures mm -hmm. and to um undermine society and culture and this was a um, a, a goal of the the Soviet Union at the time, uh, Dmitry Dmitry uh, Yuri Bezmenov. That's that's the name. Thank you, Trupov. Uh, um, and m maybe it's that. Um, I th uh, I'm finding it a little difficult to bite down onto that particular. Um, bit of data but it's it's quite possible that the perpetrators of what we're seeing with respect to active measures isn't coming from the old KGB it's coming from these corporate transnationals that have decided that they're oh, oh, what's the, what's the phrase that they use that that um the companies basically have social responsibilities rather than just the profit making uh, mm -hmm. which you know traditionally was the role of a chairman of a whatever president of a company and his duty was to the shareholders but now they've injected into the uh, into these structures and the problem is they're very powerful um organizations this idea of um a egalitarian society and 
culture and it, it seems that their tactic is to take the very fringes of um, society and culture and elevate it to make people well again it's it's a it's a warping and undermining of uh, the the ground truth the 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 base reality that we're we're dealing with and you know i've i i know we've had this discussion before and we've um talked about the impact of sort of environmental uh, hormone disruptors etc um that could be a factor uh, I, I think maybe um but the the problem is with that type of thinking that what was the example i gave to you right that, that in colonies of monkeys where we had thousands right that they're not getting gourmet food right they're getting <laughs> Oh yeah, they're getting canteen slop. Yeah, <laughs> and I I don't see I, I don't see them having gender dysphoria, and look, I I know people who are yeah, but they don't have Facebook, right? And so, so that, that that to me indicates that it's more a psychological operation. Um. And I, I'd say it has to be a twofold path because because of this. This is why I, you know, I, I, I can't pull out a paper and show you what supports that. This is purely about uh, years and years and years of observing monkeys, talking monkeys that dress up and, and go to the bar. Um, and it's part of why I, I really wasn't part of the community after a certain point in time, because the entire culture of the bar which was the original safe haven for the gay community that's why it remains a cornerstone but i'm not a drinker and i didn't like all the behaviors that went along with it i didn't like seeing people that went out and got drunk and got infected uh and and i lost friends to it so that's a big reason why i turned away from it but coming back to that i've seen so many different shapes and sizes of uh, gay men for the most part, right? I didn't hang around in lesbian bars and I was never part of a trans knitting needle circle or anything like that. But within that continuum of men that have identified as homosexual, you've got a whole spectrum from people that um, drive trucks because that's really what they want to do. They are truck people and they uh, do construction and they don't have much to do with gayness to guys that watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and RuPaul's Drag Race and sit there with popcorn and, and you know, and are really, really, really effeminate. But even even and and you know we say you know queens oh if, if there's a there's a gentle negative uh label for that and that's a queen oh she's a she's a queen or he's a little twink uh or he's a he, he's a femme and generally you just start using the female pronouns oh her she that was that had nothing to do with trans that was generally when you're talking about an effeminate gay man you say her or she um and but those people don't 
ever try to get over the line to becoming a woman. They might do drag once in a while, but generally they have found a day-to-day -day continuum of male, their male body and being comfortable and relaxed and, and accepting who they are in a physical form. And they are also confident enough to be openly effeminate, which to me, it, that could be a hormone thing. That could just be a psychological effect. And it could be a harbor for behavior. It's a click. It's a circle that takes them in. Queens protect other queens. And boy, you want to you want to see a nasty fight, piss off a drag queen. You, you know, you know about Stonewall. So, you know, the point being is that I'm what I'm getting to is that in all of my experience up until these last few years, I saw tons and tons and tons of queenie guys that were never trying to climb over the fence and become women. They didn't talk about it. They didn't hint at it. They didn't, you know, they weren't like, why aren't more of us becoming women? You know, nobody said a word about that. They were perfectly resigned to their, uh, their data point on the continuum. Um, but the, the chemical thing, which I think, glyphosate is a cornerstone of but other other researchers have brought up very important other hormone disrupting influences in our food and medications and environment i think all of that factors in and i go back and i look at the weird language from agenda 2021 agenda 2030 uh this all this wef documentation and uh it talks about transhumanism transhumanism mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, is that just a back door to get us to accept chips in our bodies and neural implants and all of that and becoming literal product, becoming hardware of a larger system? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe. No, I, I, I think it's a very um, germane point because uh, the, the transhumanist agenda obviously does does rank very highly at the moment in motivations for a lot of these people and i guess i guess if we've reached the point where our technology is such that we can try oh yeah i guess say transition um one one agenda <laughs> to another physically it's a it's a it's an external yes. experience you can't change the underlying genetics but um it it is a in, in a big picture kind of way it is a open door to that transhumanism body modification body augmentation it normalizes that and yes. you know I, I i would be very I'm, I'm i'm just very leery of anything that would want to um think that you could augment on millions of years of evolution um i'm not convinced I, i've worked too closely go, go back and read and they're not that long they're not difficult some of the science fiction stories that were popular in the 1950s seems like a strange area to you know there's so much media there's so much we need to apply ourselves to to go back and look at that but go and pick up like there's there's a story folks if you want to read a short story that's going to be really weird it's going to be stranger than reading 1984 definitely it's called with folded hands and i'm not going to give anything away about it 
I want you to go and read with folded hands. It's a short story. It's a novella, um, but it's from the 1950s. I think it was a Hugo or a Nebula award winner. Um, but there was a, the point being is that the movie Dr. Strangelove was really, um, you know, a coming out of this insanity. I mean, they really, there's, there's, there are maniacal people beyond the characters in the film. Um, and they were fusions and parodies of people in real life, allegedly. But, uh, you know, Peter Sellers just hypnotizes us with that. And, uh, but the, it, the fact is it was coming, that was really on people's minds. It was, that was what was stewing in the pot. Um, they weren't, they weren't talking about solar energy. Kissinger was trying to prop up more nuclear bases around Central Europe. You know, um, it was it was a weird place, and it was um, it's it's good to look at it and say, you know, our our world and our our reality is the manifestation of all of our choices and our collective behavior. So let's make some good choices and let's reflect on directions and choices that have been made that aren't good and not be so full of ourselves that we have to burn down the world if they don't get their way. I've heard you, you know, the war porn stuff. That's that's hard on me. I was in the kitchen washing dishes during that. I couldn't watch it. Um, but Look, man, I'm, um, I'm making a they want to show some occasionally, but just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm not I, reprimanding you. I'm just yeah. saying that's tough. That's tough for me to see. I did. Like I saw the tank, I saw the guy go out of the tank and step on the uh, on the landmine. That was yeah. that was one that I can't unsee. Uh, like I've seen a couple of the beheading videos from way back in the day when they were trying to make me afraid of every Muslim on the planet. Um, but let's go back to your point. Uh, you said, "Is it a psyop?" I'll tell you what I am. I feel more and more confident was a massive psyop augmented by the same people that have co-opted my community. And that was Caitlyn Jenner's coming out. Mm -hmm. Caitlyn's transition took on the world. And it was as much an opportunity to turn Bruce Jenner into, you know, the poster child for it. And I think that that definitely precipitated an increase in the number of older people particularly men you know m to f transitioning uh that decided to jump you know to make the leap but um beyond that i i'm still i think it's a very mixed issue i think there's a biological part to the attack and then yes there's got to be public acceptance normalization and now celebritization of trans and now demonization, if you say something bad about it, or you have a differing opinion. And that's where I draw the line. Because I'm like, that's my, if you say that they're in my community, uh-uh, we, we've kept each other in check ever since there's been a community. And you don't tell me what I can and can't say about my own kind. Mm, so. yeah. yeah, and you know, the, simple, the simple fact is, is that um, they are, look, by targeting children, it's, it's a... Um, I'm going to say it. Not speak be, speak not, your mind. Not beat around the bushes, but it, 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 here's what I think they're trying to do. I think for decades, centuries, that the predation on children has been a constant theme. And it's at a point where there's so many of them doing that that they have to normalize it 
to try to stem the tide of people who would be looking for justice for what up until very very recently was considered one of the most heinous of crimes to interfere in the innocence of a child um finding its finding his way in the world and look the davos crowd and the whatever what was i watching mm-hmm. um alex jones was on some podcast uh the syrian dude i forget what it's called but he's talking about when he was at bohemian grove and all the well basically he was saying it was a, a big sort of homo fest for one and they played a recording of nixon talking about it um and so it was sort of it it, it it was recognized as that but they were they were engaged in <sighs> yes they in they yeah there's there's plenty of well-known stories about just like at all of the republican and democratic convention events there's a huge harvest of local prostitutes men and women and all of the people in that community are well aware of it and many of them avoid it and kind of go, you know, they just go dark. They ghost any attempt to get engaged in it because some people, based on who they encounter during their services that they're providing, uh, end up uh, dying shortly thereafter. And who is going to mourn or know about some prostitute in Las Vegas or Chicago or Miami? Yeah. Um, so so that's, that's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, uh, what was his name? Stephen Murray. I need to try and reach out to him again. He agreed to do a stream, but he's a he's an interesting cat that just um, seems to be on the trail for these people who are well, they're, they're sadists, right? and they want to they want to inflict pain and suffering on onto the innocent and the phrase they give it is sort of red red rooms um shoe puff yes it was valuetainment where alex jones was and look alex jones is just a bit a bit too hyper and manic for me but um there are different kinds of texans yes yes um you know charles is texan and we then we've got our our charles and our karma doc definitely so Mm -hmm. and the oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Uh... Uh, you were saying Alex was kind of crazy. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we yeah, talking... yeah. He was, he was, he, you know, he's very hyper, and um, but you know that pen. Oh, I to use that word. <laughs> Infiltration into that Bohemian Grove and seeing all these high power individuals engaged in this um ritualistic behavior with i would argue sort of satanic overtones um that that's a that's an important data point and love him or hate alex jones we have to 
we have to be aware that that is what these people are doing. And from that to Epstein and those networks and, you know, the, the power the power institutes with respect to Harvard, Yale, Cambridge, Oxford, um, we, we all, well, I know they're all up to the, the same thing. And the question then becomes, why are they doing it? And the simplest answer that I can come up with is, is it's that it's a way of getting control onto these people who, who, are, who are going into these influential positions. And it makes sense. It's a, it's a, you know, why, why wouldn't you use that as a tactic? And especially if the people who are implementing that type of strategy also get a kick out of, um, I don't even want to say it's LARPing because th th these people might literally, they might be true believers. But the one thing that struck me about what Alex Jones was saying is that the atmosphere was, you know, um, very much like these, uh, churches these mega churches where they you know they're all getting into sort of a rapture is that is that the right word but you know they're 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 altering their conscious states by being in that sort of collective environment and if that's the worst kind of vacuum uh the the darkest of vacuums yeah and if you're if you're filling that with uh, worship of Moloch and the again it's corny but to call it um, satanic um, these these people hold positions of power and they're they're flexing it right now in in, in a manner that um, again I consider it to be on a very very dangerous trajectory and i just every day dude i've i've thanked the thank the great raccoon in the sky um that my kids aren't growing up in that environment you can see that they're getting exposed to it on youtube and what have you but thankfully the social environment in which they're in isn't reinforcing it and you know there seems to be a again a militant aspect to these people where they want to target children well in my in my life i so first of all about the issue overall of child trafficking adrenochrome consum you know organ harvesting and then the horrible more dark and depraved side of all of that in my life, I'd never been exposed to people mentioning it, suggesting it, let alone having any sort of substantive data, like an eyewitness account, um, like that Australian, oh, what is her name? She wrote all about uh, Fiona. Is it Fiona? She was trafficked up to the Bohemian Grove. I'm thinking of her because of what 
bit when you mentioned Nixon and Kissinger, who was a star at the Grove for years. Mm -hmm. Everyone was at Kissinger's talks and uh, a story that she told about being trafficked there one year in the, I think, early 80s and uh, two distinct terrifying, horrible stories. I'm not going to account. I'm not going to tell them on the stream. They're horrible, but I'll put a link up in the raccoon bunker. But when I started hearing eyewitnesses and really getting it, that's when it started to creep in. And, you know, I, I was dealing with my own horror with AIDS. That was enough. But I think this is equally, I, I think this is deep and you're right. It's long seated. And I think that there's a very small nucleus of, of, people mathematically in the world that feed into this and they're trying to invert that and turn that into their their sickness into a normalcy into um, a status quo and they're trying to do it with these little steps we need to like the the i when i saw the european education material with age charts and they had bullet points about what topics specifically should be emphasized in these different age groups i fell out of my chair I'm like, no, I would be yanking my child right out of that school too, yeah. charter school or homeschool. That yeah. there's no way, yeah. you know, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I've lost my my mind, you know, my common sense about that. I my parents dealt with sexuality by not dealing with sexuality, <laughs> like a lot of American parents did. They just avoid it. Um, and pregnancy is a different thing, you know. So I had a different experience as a son than as a daughter. But um, I coming back to that, I think I, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, so let's, let's, do you want to put a bow on it? Isn't it getting pretty late for you? Do yeah, you yeah, yeah. For it's, landing it's, here? it's one, yeah. one 30 in the morning and, uh, we've, Goodness. we've okay. covered the, um, the primary points, which is RFK obviously stepping into the HIV lab origin. Um, I think that's a very, very big deal. Uh, again, with the caveat, I understand that, um, he comes with baggage, they all come with baggage at the moment and you know short of short of uh Jesus coming down on a cloud and <laughs> fulfilling prophecy whoever's prophecy is coming true um we still we still have to deal and operate with these systems and so it it tries us to make the most astute choice possible and you know to to see to see him talking about that and to think of all the work that you've done all the effort that you've put in um including including just the paranoia and the fear of uh, working in that domain and then to see it brought out into the public um, again, I think I think that's a very big step, and people have to understand that there's massive crossover um, between these topics, and it all boils down by warfare. Um, beyond beyond that, I don't have much 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 more to add. Uh, this, uh, have you got something to tack on to the end there? Um, sure. I just put a new meme in the live stream chat. Um, and uh, everybody, thank you very much for spending some time with us today. There's been a lot of good discussions. There's too much good, good action happening, and it just robs you of your day to try and keep in all of those streams and pods. So 
Um, thank you for spending some time with us. And when we come back, um, Kevin and I will put our heads together behind the scenes and and come back with a little more targeted discussion sometime in the future here. And we'll continue unpacking some of these pieces. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to just keep reiterating the evidence that points in that direction, right? To to shut down the Warabies of this world and the that those that have gamed gamed the system to push a narrative that, um, in in light of the database that you have, in light of the understanding that you have of these these programs, um. HIV was a test run, and now it's been rolled out globally. Um, I'm not sure where it goes from there, to tell the truth. But well, that's why I keep saying I think you're going to be. Um, you don't. You don't. I know. I heard you mention. I you know, big necessarily on hanging around in the spaces, and I agree with you. I when they when I had a little rash of them earlier this year. And then I got too much into them. And then I stepped back um, in, in a big way because of some of the behavior that erupts when it just gets unruly. So I agree. It's a it's a, a difficult, it's like a radio show with a whole bunch of people just crowding around the microphone at times and talking over each other and, you know, really uh, not moving a conversation anywhere, just having a schoolyard brawl. And I think that's perfect breeding ground for mockingbirds. That's where they're going to swarm in. So I agree. I think I think that more structured and and considered conversations are are the the way to go to continue, um, and for the opportunity to put uh, actual full text evidence uh, on video record and disseminated to people and sharing links real time. That kind of ripple effect is something that wasn't there when the hiv whistleblowers were trying to do their thing so this is this is a real big evolution and i'm over the moon because it will add so much scrutiny his words will shine a light on um the whole spectrum of things we've just touched on and there are so many good people who are better qualified than Charles or you or Johanna or myself or anyone to come forward and speak on behalf of these different domains. It might give uh, an opportunity to give them more credit for the work that they've already published and done um, and help everybody think of it in a systems model. Like, okay, let's put this all together. There's tactics that we've been exposed to. We can name them and talk them through. There's a plan that we can go back and watch as it goes from a seed to a full-grown plant or a tree or a, a, a vine. And, um, oh, and let's, let, let me just let's add a, a little bit to your metaphor there, because I think it's it. very, very important that people should not um, forget this, that Beck Corber and their HIV database Right. There's a reason that that's at Los Alamos. There's a reason that that's essentially in, in a weapons program and that they were geared towards tuning epitopes of you know, epitopes that had uh, effects, physiological effects, patho pathological effects. Um, it's very much an ongoing program and um, it it's not uh, it, it's not them 
working uh, tirelessly and with well, at the goodness of their heart to find a vaccine for the gay community. That's don't be naive in that. Right? They these are weapons programs. They're still actively involved in it or, or actively pursuing it and um yeah we 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 need to, we need to keep hammering this home and i i i know we need to wrap up I, again i said it this morning um people need to get the medical freedom stuff is important but people need to move past that and start getting into um what they're doing in the in the bio warfare space and learn learn enough data that you can you can push back effectively with that i think i'm i'm done <laughs> okay thanks everybody thanks raccoons see you soon okay nick thank you very much for your time and uh yeah uh save savor the day in the moment bro it's uh um pretty historic Absolutely, I will. And uh, you get some sleep, and uh, we'll we'll stay tuned in as the as the world turns. All eyes on RFK, please. <laughs> we need to we need to keep them safe right now. Yeah. Um, there's 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 a pattern in that family, and let's uh, break the pattern this time. Yeah. True. All right, Nick. Uh, you have a good day, and uh, I too. can I I can hear you. Uh, I should say self medicating. Yeah. Lucky bastard little bit <laughs> got things to do i gotta go work in the yard i'm not gonna you know without my <laughs> oh my god i've got and... so much to do in the yard dude i'm just I'm, I'm thinking i'm just gonna leave it this summer is it is i was gonna say is it ever not summer in japan is it ever not just growing and growing you know i love that about the tropics that you can take a peach pit and spit you know a papaya and spit it and you come back three days later and you've got a papaya plant, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's... it's lush, but uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go, I'm, I'm going to take Roundup to the whole garden. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say this about you. With the spectrum of scientists that I have come to know and just what I observe of them personally and then where they sort of fall as being villains or heroes, I'm very glad that you don't you don't do orchid hybridization and that you don't wear bow ties. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, well, I'm uh, a, a scientist for the common people. That, that's that's where I'm sort of positioned. So, all right, all right, Sweet dreams. Yep. Uh, have a good day. Cheers. All right. Bye bye. All right, folks, uh, slightly longer than I was anticipating there, but I, yeah, I do think it's an important development and uh, it's a critical one for uh, for dismantling um, these weapons programs and where they're, where they're essentially going just with synthetic biology. Um, I've, got a, I've got a whole bunch of links. We're going to be doing some neuroscience uh, later today and um, I will see you in the next one and uh thank you for everyone that um sent a donor today really really appreciate it it helps uh it helps enormously all right take care god bless see you in the next one bro you don't know how angry i am
You do, like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that law line, I will be arrested for most taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these gaffers. I will fucking kill each fucking gaffer. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever flows through my fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lilies! Fuck these motherfuckers! All that fire. I like this guy. Send tech 45,000 to turn this. Let up! 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 Let up!